Oh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. A bright morning. Uh, angry pooch about me in his backyard there. Finally cooled down again. It was so hot the last few days. It just made me tired. It was hot and rainy. And uh, so, yeah, I haven't, I didn't podcast yesterday, which since I started on the 20th, uh, hasn't really happened yet, even though you guys haven't heard them. Uh, they've just been kind of scattered around as I figure out my process and figure out what I'm supposed to do. And uh, this morning's uh, strain, I think it's Maui Waui? No, Tangi. It's Tangi. Um, and uh, yeah, super light dose this morning. I actually like it. I like it better than, you know, I don't like getting too much. With my cannabis, I don't like when it gets me too dreamy and I get a little bit I get a little bit too much into my own thoughts that I can't get the work done. And you know, one of the things about cannabis that I think is super important is just and unfortunately it's experimenting. But one of the things that I really like about it is that it's your own process. It's your own process of experimenting. Good morning. It's your own process of getting aware of your body and how you feel and what your mental state is like. Because with medicine, we go to the doctor and he pulls our blood and, or she pulls our blood, didn't for that to be so biased. And we expect somebody else to give us, to tell us, to give us our path. And I'm just listening to the Robcast, the episode he's announcing a new book. And man, everything he is freaking talking about resonates, even his examples. Like he talked at one time about being a teacher, and I was a teacher for a long time. And he's talking about flow, and that's a state, good morning, that I'm often in. And he's, Kristen is with them, and they're talking about autotelic. Uh, you know, people that are autotelic. And that's people that can sort of get into, basically get into the flow state. And they're talking about not editing while you create. They're talking about the confidence necessary, the, um, the importance of creating crap. And I have had this weird obsession with efficiency... But, you know, the creative process is never efficient. That's sort of the beauty of it, is that you're moving through it. You keep trying things. You keep making different decisions. You keep making different attempts. You keep aiming in slightly different directions, and you just find out, no, that didn't do it. No, that didn't do it. But that's sort of the fun of it all, is when you do that, you're not only discovering the path to the thing that you're going to but you're you're sort of discovering paths that you're not going to use now but like a little bit later you'll go oh man I remember when I was trying to flip that T for that other logo and it didn't work for that one but it's going to work perfect for this tea time place because oh I know I could turn that into a you know a plate with steam or whatever and You know, I'm just... So lately I've just been in this place where all of these weird coincidences keep happening. 
So flow for me feels not only like my own state, but it feels like a state that I get to enjoy and experience. And it's almost like the universe is in flow with me also. Because really, seriously, weird, weird things have been happening. But we live in a world that is so... flat. It's so two-dimensional at best. And, you know, here's kind of... Here's one of the human dilemmas that I just sort of saw for the first time this morning. I think it's sort of an evolution of assessment, you know, an evolution of appreciation. Because I think when you're young and when you're spiritually immature, you have this idea that you hit a bullseye or you lose. It's first place or nothing. Um, You know, you're right or wrong. You're in or you're out. It's a very, very childish, you know, feels like middle school. You're one of the cool kids or you're not. Uh, feels like school you pass or you don't feels like church you're saved or you're not and when you get a little bit older you recognize oh wait a minute but people have different gifts so look you can you can be right and then it becomes sort of two-dimensional I think of like a flat line with a a big dot in the center you know and it's just sort of showing a spectrum and you've got this center And, you know, you can be closer or farther from that center, but it's sort of this evaluation. Um, And we start to evaluate people based on where they are. You know, well, you know, if if you're Baptist and you feel like this, then you're in. But if you're Baptist and you feel like that, well, that's where the Baptists are wrong. So, good morning. So, they're off there, or the Catholics or whatever, you know, I mean... It's amazing how much Christians judge other Christians is in or out. But at least you have some leeway, right? It's not just my way. It's like, well, okay, so the Baptists are in and the Catholics are in as long as they fit within these parameters. And then you start to realize, well, you know, if there's some space, there's some space for movement and it's not just in or out, then maybe there's other approaches and maybe it's not just left or right. That's just the evaluation that we're using. But what about the path? Oh man, I don't know how to explain this well. But I started to realize that, you know, you could be to the left or to the right, but then you could be way below the line or way above the line. So instead of thinking about a measurement like a needle uh, you know what it is like tuning a guitar if you're using a digital tuner you can see that needle moving to that middle point which is perfectly in tune you, you know we're kind of like, oh well you know you can't be a little off to the left or right and you know you want to get perfect but as long as you're you know you just kind of keep working towards that but it's only that one note that you're kind of evaluating and then you get to a place where you realize oh you know what it's a little bit more like archery where there is a, uh, you know, an above and a below. So it's a little bit more like a target. It's not just a switch on or off. It's not a linear measurement. And, you know, there's actually kind of like this bullseye because you gotta, yeah, you know, spiritually, that's kind of this 
you know, this Y axis. But then there's another axis that's vertical, that is, uh, you know, maybe your own joy or your own convictions or your own personal call or whatever. But then beyond that, you meet other people and you realize, man, they've got the same call. That guy's an artist, that guy's a Christian, they're creative like me. He really wants to be a sculptor with like steel. I have no interest in that, but boy, I really love talking about the creative process and I love evaluating and thinking about that process and helping people find how to use that process in their lives and how to discover that process in themselves, the joy of that process. And so when I first started thinking about this, I sort of imagined that's like the vertical axis. But then people can be a little bit to the left or the right, but that's okay. We're still creatives, right? This straight up and down on this vertical axis, for me anyway, my orientation, is, uh, you know, just sort of nailing that creative process, nailing the comfort that we need with that creative process. So you can see that this switch became a meter which became more of a kind of like a radar you know where you can see all around and then I realized just about a month ago it's more like a sphere so not only as we are navigating not only do we need to worry about where we are heading towards the center not worry about we should not only should we be aware of what our center target is we should be aware of how far we are left and right. We should be aware of how far up and down. And really there's all the angles, right? There's 45 degree angle. How far am I up there? Maybe that's family. Maybe, um, you know, a 60 degree angle from the center. Maybe that's work-life balance. Maybe uh, 87 degrees off the center. That's family and those relationships. And um, at... 72 degrees is your, you know, your uh, sort of your boundaries, you know, setting up boundaries with family. Oh. <laughs> Good morning. Um, so you just sort of start to see that life has this. There's so much flex and there's so many things to kind of measure and be aware of. And, and what happens is you start to realize there's so many. And all of us get stuck. If you start thinking about the left and the right, you can lose sight of the up and the down. When you start thinking about that 45 degree angle, you can lose sight of the 72 degree angle. And how much that is affecting things. And I think about, um, you know, I think about like NASA engineers and this must be um, what trigonometry maybe uh, I'm just wondering about this type of science but this there's a type of science that's that measures okay so the earth is spinning the moon is spinning the moon is going around us we're both going around the sun so with all these factors involved Here's the rocket. Here's the weight of the rocket. Here's where the moon is going to be in exactly 17.6259 uh, hours. The moon will be exactly here. 
So we need to be at that point, at that place, because to go that distance, we just back up. We're going to have to take off. Our launch window has to be at this time so that we can have not only the X and the Y and the Z, kind of like a archery target, but then there's all these dimensions of you also can't overshoot or undershoot the target. You could be perfectly lined up but not give it enough power. You could be perfectly lined up but give it too much power and then the craft smashes into the moon and kills the crew or destroys the craft. And it takes a certain amount of study and discipline in order to find out how to navigate that exact trajectory. And I'm starting to believe that that's what the spiritual walk, that's what the spiritual process is all about. You find something at the very beginning. For a lot of us, it was church. And church is very binary. You're in or you're out, saved or you're not. Sinful or, or saved. That's, okay, that just lets you be aware of a game, right? That lets you be aware of a goal. That lets you be aware of a target. That lets you be aware of an objective. One measurement you can make. And I got distracted by these people that have this dog in their van every night. I can hear that it's a little yappy dog and they must put it in the van so they can sleep. But probably the reason he's yappy and anxious is because he's in the damn van, isolated from everybody. I, you know, just got a pooch and, you know, it just helped me sort of think again about like, man, I have to figure out how this pooch communicates just like as a classroom teacher. I have to figure out how each one of these individual kids communicate. How do they hear? How do they understand things? What is their natural inclination? Because I have to factor that into my equation of where this rocket is going to end up. Because that's like a, that's a gravity well. That's a thing that is going to pull this student into a particular direction. And you've got to learn how to sort of navigate that so that they don't crash into some of these planets or so that we can use and benefit from the gravity pool. It's like the slingshot thing that, that NASA does now, which just, we think about that calculation. The difference between a pool table that holds you in two dimensions and a rocket that uses a slingshot effect around Jupiter in order to get to Pluto. That's just amazing. That's the kind of discipline you need. You need to be a spiritual rocket scientist in order to really navigate this life. And that's the challenge because it's so hard to freaking see all of the dimensions and to even consider them. And then to think about something like, okay, we're going to need to take off in the opposite direction so that we can get by the time we get to Jupiter we can 
pull an arc around Jupiter, grab its gravity, let us kind of pull us in, but not be so close that we get sucked into Jupiter, but just that it kind of slingshots us at this other angle that's also going to move us down, uh, you know, into this angle so that we can rendezvous later with Pluto or whatever, this asteroid. It's just amazing the calculations that go into that. We have to be that diligent in our life. And there's going to be a ton of failure in it. And the failure happens at the rocket level. It happens at the materials level. You know, I think the last that I heard about the space shuttle was that it ended up being a washer or something. A very small element of the rocket that caused that catastrophic failure. Because you can focus on, oh, wait, look, we need a washer that's going to go in this space to, you know, to keep something from leaking. And so you put the washer in, but you don't think about, oh, wait a minute, but when it's in space, it's going to be freezing cold. But as it goes through the atmosphere, it's going to be super hot. What washer is going to deal with those two extremes? And you can see how mistakes get made. That kind of mistake, pure accident, that's sin. Sin is, I think I've said this already, it's an archery term. It's how far you are from a dead bullseye. That happens. And the only way to get better at this life is to sin, find out, oh, I was a little off, I was a little left to the, little to the left, and then you learn how to just pull that angle back to the right. But then as you do that, you realize, oh, shoot, that also made me fall short of my goal. So now I need more power. And then you add more power. It's like, oh, you know, when I add more power, it pulls me up. So now I've got to kind of compensate for that. It's this very delicate balance. And it sounds frustrating, but it's actually fun. It's kind of like skateboarding. Um, you get into flow. You get into a state where you aren't thinking about all of the details. You're not thinking of the little picture. You're not even thinking of yourself. You're just thinking of the goal and you get there. So I want these to be short. I'm learning to be more efficient. This is one of, this is where I've needed flow, is I've needed to get to the place where I can have these kind of talks and stay on target. I feel like I did. We'll see what happens when I listen to it though. Finding your target, finding your trajectory, it's really freaking hard. There's so many things that go into it. We get so much data. We also get a lot of people that tell us that we've got to move this way or that way, but they are looking at a different planet. They're heading a different direction. They're driving a different ship that has different uh, flight characteristics. We have to learn how to pilot our own ship. We have to learn how to find our way to go. Your friends don't know the best way for you. They've, they're great input though. It's just like an instrument panel. They give you information some of it is good or bad. Sometimes the red light goes on on the dash. And what the red light means is that the sensor that tells you whether this red light is accurate is broken. But when you see that red light, it lets you go in and go, oh, this sensor is bad. Some of us have bad sensors. And some of those bad sensors are our best friends, our church, our spouse, our work, our political beliefs and we're so stuck 
looking at this one thing that we are trampling all over everything else. Just be aware of that. Watch out for it. And uh, find your way, party people. I love you guys. And I'll, uh, thanks for being uh, patient with me yesterday as I failed to produce my podcast. It's just kind of, you know, I had a gauge that said you need to rest today. So I did. Um, and uh, thanks, Rob Bell, for your uh, podcast on April 20th about your new book and that process that you're in and Kristen, everything that you said about, you know, being in flow and and that we've got that state that we're supposed to find for ourselves. I have been self-condemning and that's really limited me. And this podcast is about me getting free, even though right now it's pretty damn sloppy. Peace, everybody.